Veronica Stanford's Broken Down to Breakthrough will encourage you to just be you. Inside each of us is a pearl. It's precious, and it is our gift. Join us now for Broken Down to Breakthrough. Good morning, good morning. This is your girl, Veronica Stanford, a.k.a. Lady V, and you are listening to Broken Down to Breakthrough. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I pray you all had a great weekend. I hope that you had fun. I hope you had a time to rest and relax. But most of all, I hope that you took time for yourself to um, revive, to restore, to rejuvenate, because we all need that. We, we, we all need that. Um, we have to learn how to set time to the side for ourselves because self healing is the best healing because you can't heal anyone else. If you're still broken down, torn up, beaten up, damaged, you have to take time for self care. This morning, we're still going to talk about rejection. Um, I told you that I was going to concentrate on rejection um, this whole month. And some of you may be like, well, why are we still talking about rejection? Well, I'm glad you asked. Rejection um, is a ugly, is a very ugly spiritual and demonic um, spirit or essence that can attach itself to you. And some of you, I don't want to scare you when I say demonic or spiritual, but the reason I call it demonic is because it's the opposite of God. God is love. Um, God is caring. God is compassionate. God does not give us the spirit of fear, but of love and of, and of sound mind. Um, so anything that is opposite of God, it is demonic. Um, and we have to understand that. And I want you to understand that. And that's why a lot of times things that we're trying to get rid of, things that we're trying to shake off, things that we're trying to shed ourselves of is hard because it is a demonic attachment. It is a spiritual attachment. Everything is not, um, mental. Everything is not emotional. Um, there are a lot of spiritual demonic, um, attachments. And why? Because the enemy wants to keep us bound. He wants to keep us in bondage. He wants to keep us stagnant. And if you don't know anything about stagnant, stagnation, rather, um, stagnant water, when you see stagnant water, it's, it's steel. It doesn't move. And then on top of it, um, you have flies, um, mosquitoes, bugs, fungus, um, algae, all types of stuff. And then it starts to stink. And the enemy wants to keep us in a stagnant situation to where we don't grow, to where we don't go anywhere, to where we just stay where we are. And he don't want us to know the fullness of our lives and how it can be and how God can get the glory from it. But I'm here to help you with that. So don't fret. That's what I'm here for. Um, in order to stop rejection from destroying our lives, we must be able to identify the causes of rejection and come against the demons of rejection, the fear of rejection, self-rejection, hereditary rejection, roots of rejection, and the spirits that come in with rejection. So you may say, well, what do you mean the spirits that come in with rejection? Okay, let me give you an example. Have you ever had a 
a party or potluck and you may have had some friends to say, well, okay, everybody bring a cover dish. And then you may have someone that brings something, but then they may bring extra. They may bring cups, napkins, um, knives, forks, spoons, plates. Um, they may bring sodas, water, um, you know, all different, you know, ice, all different types of things. When you just expected them to bring one. Well, guess what? Rejection is the same way. When rejection comes in. It doesn't make you just feel like you're not enough or you're not wanted um, or you're not good enough or what happened or what, you know, whatever the situation is. But with rejection comes hurt, anger, bitterness, rage, pride, fear, rebellion, and really so much more. So when rejection comes in, it brings his cousins, um, it brings his buddies, it, it, it brings all sorts of things. You know, rejection just doesn't show up as rejection because think about it. When you feel rejected, you're hurt. And then we experience anger because it's like, okay, why they reject me? You know, I, I, I've done everything I possibly knew how to do. I tried to love them. I tried to be there, whatever. And, and, and they just shun me. So that's the anger part. Then you have bitterness. You know, the bitterness comes in to where, why couldn't I, I never be enough? You know, what is it that's, that someone else have that I don't? Why is it that it's so easy for them to do this, 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 and that? But when it comes to me, it's something different. Now bitterness is setting in. Then the rage, you, you, you want revenge. You want them to hurt like you hurt. You want them to suffer like you've suffered. And if we're honest with ourselves, we've all felt that. Then you feel pride. Well, 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 hold on. I'm just as good as anyone else. Or I'm just as good. You know, they should, should have been happy to have somebody like me. Um, you know, different things. But yes, pride, pride can set in. And then fear. Fear can, you know, fear can set in. Um, then we have, you know, re rebellion. You know, when God tried to heal us, when God tries to tell us, you know, forgive that person, that it's time to move on, we, we rebel against it. You know, no, I'm not going to let them off that easy. Um, or no, I'm not going to forgive them. They don't deserve my forgiveness. But let me, let me peep you, peep you the game real quick. How many times have God forgiven us? For things that we've done. How many times have God bestowed grace upon us for things that we've done against him? How many times have God had mercy on us for things that we've done? And, 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 and let's go a little bit deeper because none of us are perfect. Let, let, let's call it for what it is. How many times have we hurt people? How many times have we caused people to be angry? How many times have we caused people to feel bitterness or fear? How many times have pride gotten in the way with us? 
You know, you got some people, I'm a good person. I've never hurt anybody. You know, I've never done this. I've never treated people like this. I didn't say intentionally. A lot of times we have hurt people with words. We've hurt people with actions. We've hurt people with just a simple look that we had on our faces. And it wasn't intentional. Some some people we've hurt we to this day we don't even know that we've hurt them. That's why it's important that we always ask God for forgiveness. We always ask God, Lord, you know, if I've said, thought, or done anything willingly or unwillingly, knowing or unknowingly, please forgive me. Because a lot of times we do stuff. We may have, have went in a store and bought something and was in a bad mood or the cashier wasn't, you know, moving fast enough. And by the time we got to the counter, just threw our stuff up on the counter and, and, and didn't say thank you or, you know, grabbed a receipt, snatched a receipt. We, we, we've all done something. Our hands are not clean of everything. But it doesn't take away that we're good people. It doesn't take away that you're a loving person or a kind person. What it means is that you're human. We're all human. We all have done something. I had an um, incident last night where um, I asked my daughter something. And she didn't respond because what I asked, it offended her. It upset her. And this, you know, when she came by the house and we sat and talked about it and she told me how she felt, I had to apologize because what I sent her really wasn't a reflection of her. It was something that I needed to lay to rest. It it was something that I needed closure on, but how she took it. It offended her. It it was offensive and it hurt her. So I had to apologize to her. Did I send her that text to intentionally hurt her or make her feel some type of way or make her feel like that I was rejecting her or I was going to reject her regardless to what the answer was? No, but nevertheless, that's how she felt. So I had to apologize to her for that. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of times we may have good intentions. We may say things. We may do things with the intention of not hurting anyone or making anyone feel rejected. But in all actuality, we did. So it's very important that we always go to God and we ask him for his forgiveness, that we ask him, you know, in our in my wrongdoing and not being aware of it. To forgive me if if I offended anyone. You know, forgive those who trespass against us. And we got to, you know, we got to forgive, for, for, forgive them as we forgive ourselves. Because, you know, nobody is innocent. We all have done something. It may not be the same thing, but we've all done something. So I said all that to say this rejection. We have to find out what the root is. Where did it come from? You got to be willing to do the work. When did you first feel rejected? 
Was it from a parent? Was it was it from, you know, your mother working all the time and felt like she didn't have enough time for you? Was it an absentee father? Was it friends always inviting other people to their parties and then go out and they didn't invite you? Where is the root of your rejection? And once you find the root, then we can start cutting away at it. But I will tell you this. A lot of times, what we think of as rejection is God's protection. And I had to learn that. It hurt. It hurt. Rejection hurts. But a lot of times, we will pick up someone else's issues. It, it, it's like a, a, a can of paint. And in that can of paint, it's issues. And we will take the brush and we will paint ourselves with other people's issues that ain't had nothing to do with us. I was sharing that with my best friend this morning. We have carried around other people's issues and made those issues our own. And then we call it rejection. Well, Lady V, what, what, what do you mean? When people don't know who they are, when people don't know how to love themselves, when people are not secure in themselves, when people are not happy and don't know how to love because they've never really fully experienced it, it's hard for them to receive it from someone else. So when we meet people, family, friends, or whatnot, and we offer them love. We offer them kindness. We offer them compassion. We try to pour into them. And when they push it away because they don't know how to accept it or they don't accept it in the way we think they should. We then pick up that brush out of their paint can and we start painting ourselves saying, well, Maybe I didn't do enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not deemed worthy or maybe it's just, you know, I, I, I'm not the right size or I'm not the right color or I'm too fat, I'm too thin or I'm not smart enough or, you know, I didn't hang with the right crowd or I'm not popular or whatever, whatever the issue is. When those was never really your issues in the beginning. And we have a habit of doing that as people. We will take on the issues of someone else. And then we want to put name tags on them. When in all actuality, those issues were never yours to pick up with. To never pick up the paintbrush. And paint yourself with that. How someone receive you. How someone act towards you. How someone handle your love and your friendship has absolutely nothing to do with you. It has something to do with them. And I hope you catch that. I, I, I really hope that sinks in. It has nothing to do with you. 
that you're not pretty enough, that your hair is not long enough or or you don't dress a certain way or you don't dress good enough or, you know, what, what, whatever the case may be. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. If I'm not used to fine china and you come in and you give me, um, I don't know no real names of, of China, whatever. Um, I know what Waterford and, and all of that. I know that's crystal, but you get the point. If you come and you hand me a case of fine China and I just use it every day. Um, I throw it in the microwave. Um, I just throw any kind of food on it, spaghetti, um, um, Alfredo, whatever the case may be. In your mind, you're going to say, well, they don't appreciate me. They don't appreciate what I gave them. They don't value me. When in all actuality, I've never experienced China. I don't understand the importance of China. And so therefore, I'm just using it like it's an everyday Dixie plate. But do you see what we are prone to do, we are prone to take their actions and transfer it to us as if something is wrong with us. We can't continue to do that. We can't continue to do that. That is an issue with that person. But what we can do is say, God, I'm asking you to open the eyes and the heart of whatever individual in whatever situation, in whatever circumstance, that they may see their worth, that they may see the gifts that you're trying to bestow upon them, that they may open their heart and release whatever hurt or blockage that's blocking them to see the beauty in what's being given to them. You see how you got to use that? that, that it's almost like reverse psychology. Because the enemy is tricky. He will have you thinking it's something wrong with you or your gift. When all actuality, the person just don't know how to receive it or, or appreciate it. It has nothing to do with you. I hope this is helping somebody. Because for so long, people stay stuck with, I've dealt with rejection all my life. I'm used to people rejecting me. No, we about to break that. No. It's not they're rejecting you. They are rejecting what they don't understand. They are rejecting what they fear. They are rejecting what they don't know. How many times have we sat in, 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 in class in school and calculus and trigonometry and all that other stuff and, and, and we'll sit there and and uh-uh, I'm not doing, uh-uh, I, I don't get this. We rejected it because it was hard, because it required us to press in and try to understand it. It required us to say, okay, I don't know this. It doesn't mean I'm a dummy. It doesn't mean I'm stupid. It just means I don't understand trigonometry and therefore I'm going to need help. I'm going to need a tutor. I'm going to need extra help. Whereas some people get it. I don't, but that doesn't mean 
I'm any less smart. It doesn't mean that, you know, I'm retarded. It just means I don't understand trigonometry. And now I got to go seek help to understand this. And that's how some people are that have not been used to being surrounded by good people, by compassionate people, by kind people, by loving people. And that's what I want you to get. So this morning, I want you to take some time. And again, like I said, get your journal and write this stuff down and just think back to some of the situations where you felt you was being rejected. But take a good look at that person that you felt rejected you. Take a real hard look. And then start writing down, well, you know what? They weren't used to a woman like me or they weren't used to a man like me. Or you know what? Maybe they've never experienced somebody taking them to dinner and all that other stuff. Maybe they was just used to fast food. So this whole time I was thinking it was me or it was something I did wrong. Well, no, it's just they didn't know how to receive it. That's all it is. Really start, start thinking about some encounters you had. So again, I'm going to end it right there. But catch me again next week because we're going to finish this conversation. And again, you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself. This is your girl, Lady V, coming to you from Broken Down and Breakthrough. I hope you have a blessed day. Bye.